With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with at the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we are back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Mosevel Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything in the world of football and the NFL. And Mark, this is a special podcast. Where it sure people is. People coming back might be wondering, whoa, guys, you guys don't do laundry because last week I saw you, you were in these clothes. This week I'm looking at you. You're in these clothes, and that's because we pre-recorded this podcast. This one Fun is stuff. pre-recorded a week before because I will be in California as you guys are watching this, and Dave and I will be at VidCon in Anaheim, so we're pre-recording the podcast this week, so that's why we're wearing the same clothes that we wore last week. Makes sense. Starting our NFL previews, Mark, we're basically in preview mode now for the next, what, two months per se? Yeah, can't June, wait. June, July, and then August, we get into prediction mode, and then it's basically a full snowball until September and football That's is right. back. One thing I forgot to tell you is about two weeks ago, I was watching NFL, um, the NFL channel. Mm-hmm. Guess what they were playing on NFL Network? What's that? They were doing a replay of NFL Red Zone from Week 12. Ooh, that's so basically, fun. if you watched the NFL Network that day, mm-hmm. it was like you were watching Red Zone from Week 12. Nice. So I sat down and watched it. I was yeah. like, I love, I love Red Zone. Plus, you do I love Red Zone. Plus, after watching it, I was just like, you know what? I miss football. Me too. I want football to come back, but sooner or later we will have it. Mandatory mini camps, OTAs starting up and ending, and we're getting football closer and closer. Before we get into our preview of the AFC East, a little bit of housekeeping here. For you to start off the podcast. First off, if you want to support the channel, make sure to check out our Patreon link, patreon.com backslash most podcast. Also, you can check out our store. That link is in the description as well. Go get yourself an MVP t-shirt. You can also go to MVP mostvalpodcast.com. Check out everything for MVP each and every day. And last but not least, Apple Podcast, Apple iTunes. Make sure to give the onside kick a five-star rating and type in a little something about why other people should listen. To the podcast, it would really mean the world to us. But, Mark, we're kicking off our previews talking about the AFC East and how we're going to do it. We're going to go through the teams, starting at the bottom, going through the top. So we'll start with the Jets, then we'll go to the Dolphins, then we'll go to the Bills, then we'll go to the Patriots. So we'll start off with the New York Jets. And the first thing I want to ask you about the Jets has to do with a certain Sam Darnold, because yep. when we did our first round reaction to the NFL draft, you were not able to be on that podcast. It was myself. It was Sean sitting there. It was Dave sitting there. Mm-hmm. So what I want to ask you is almost a similar question that we asked last week about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because there's stories coming out this week 
Sam Darnold getting more for, more first-team reps than Teddy Bridgewater. No surprise. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. when is Sam Darnold going to start this year for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Yeah, here's the thing. The, the Jets, they needed a quarterback desperately mm-hmm. because, sure, people, some people are still believers in Teddy Bridgewater, but— Or Josh McCown. Uh, well, uh, don't forget, Bridge, don't I mean, forget about the high school teacher. I mean, there's, there's, I got things to say about Josh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, people are still believers that mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater will be good. But when you draft a guy like Sam Darnold, I don't know. So Teddy Bridgewater to me is just that extra guy in the room. Mm-hmm. They're hoping he's good in the preseason and then Ryan Tannehill gets hurt. Yeah. Or, you know, Derek Carr gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They're hoping that somebody's going to get hurt so they can have Teddy Teddy look good and then trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh McCown is this mentor. But he's a mentor who, unlike a Mark Sanchez, is not there to sit on the bench mm-hmm. and hold a clipboard. He's there to actually play as well. I think that Sam Darnold has a good chance of taking the job in the preseason. But I more expect the Jets to be that team that gets off to a slow start. And then week four, week five, they go... All right, just put the rookie in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're sick of this Josh McCown thing right now. It's not winning us games. Just put him in. Um, Josh Darnold is one of those guys where I think he's got a good shot at the starting job, but he's one of those guys who probably has the second most difficult road to that starting job. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, the other Josh, uh, Josh Rosen being the the one who has the most difficult road mm-hmm. to his starting job. So, which is weird because he's coming he's the into most the draft ready. the most pro ready. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but I do think that yeah, it's going to be sooner than later that Darnold gets in there. Week four, week five. That's mm-hmm. my bet right now. Um, he's got a little bit of adapting to the NFL, but the team's not amazing. They're not going to win a ton of games this year. They only won five last year, uh, and that's because they've got a good coach. So I definitely don't expect them to do amazing. Josh McCown's not going to be amazing. Darnold's going to be there sooner than you think. Darnold should start week one. Like, there is no way he should not start week one for this team. And I know I get the whole thing of like, oh, but we've got Josh McCown and we've got Teddy Bridgewater. You don't draft a guy third overall. You don't draft a guy, what, he was the second quarterback off the board? Some would say he should have been the first. You don't take him with the third. You don't trade up to basically, like, you traded up, got out of the second round completely to then say, no, wait, kid, you're going to hold a clipboard on the bench. That would be like when the Eagles traded up for Carson Wentz. If they went, nah, it's cool, you're going to hold a clipboard well, they, on the bench. They were expecting him to, but, but he performed better than they thought. But also the quarterback situation for them was not what the Jets is. Like, mm-hmm. Josh McCown is a journeyman quarterback. You want that to be your starter? Teddy Bridgewater is coming off of a major leg injury. Like, there were questions, is he even going to play? It's impressive that he gets a chance to play in the NFL. And here's the thing that's interesting about it is, Mm -hmm. and you know me, Mark, I was all for let's re-sign Teddy, have him be the backup, he'll eventually be the starting quarterback again for the Minnesota Vikings. I was all over that, being a Vikings fan. But you know it's not good. When the Vikings go, no, we're going to let you walk. And the only team that really wanted Teddy Bridgewater was the Jets. And the Jets are the team he goes to. Because let's be honest, if any other team was giving him an offer, except for maybe the Browns, he'd pick them over the Jets. So to me, it would be ludicrous 
for Sam Darnold not to start week one. However, let's say the Jets are ludicrous and don't because that could happen. The Jets haven't made the best decisions in the past. To me, there is no way he gets past week three. And if you're not going to start him week one, what better way? Let Josh McCown get beat up by Matt Stafford and the Lions. Let him get beat up by Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins. All right, kid, your first game is going to be against the winless Browns. They were 0-16 last year. They're probably 0-2 this year. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, go ahead and show them that you should have been number one Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. It'd be nice. It'd be a good story, that's for sure. I definitely think that he's a guy who probably should be out there week one. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel well, like look at the they're not the team that's going to take a the shot. Either. But I mean, maybe that's a reason to keep McCown out there like because not McCown's the, not amazing. Like, they're not even the toughest. Like, the the Lions, like, yeah, you've got Matt Stafford. And but, Matt Patricia, who's seen you before. But that's the thing. Like, not just seen you before, but, well, he, he hasn't seen Sam Darnold before. You're talking no, about he's the, seen Jets, the team. Though. Yeah. But the thing is... We don't know what that defense is going to look like week one for Patricia. It's not mm-hmm. like Matt Patricia's here, boom, snap of the fingers. Well, the team as a whole. Here's, yeah, and here's my defense that I've just implemented. Then you have the Dolphins where Ryan Tannehill coming off of a huge knee injury. What is he going to look like this year? That team for the Dolphins, are they going to be that team we saw two years ago that finished second in this division I don't even know. So to me, I look at it and go, your schedule's not even that tough to start the season. Just throw Sam Darnold out there. Just throw him out there. You drafted him for this reason. Mm -hmm. Go let him play. Because he's not going to learn by holding the clipboard behind Josh McCown. I just I just can see the Jets doing it. Mm-hmm. I can see the Jets saying, "Well, the Jets being the Josh Jets. McCown is out there. We're going to yep. slowly ease him in." Very similar to Chicago Bears and Trubisky. Of we're going to let Mike Lennon do it. Oh, this guy's not doing that mm-hmm. well. All right, fine, let the rookie play. That's what I can see happen. Mm-hmm. But whatever happens, whichever quarterback plays, I don't care who it is. They just don't have that good of a supporting cast around them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be that successful this year, anyways. Uh, the team, the Jets team was lucky to be 5-11 and last year, and that's because of Todd Bowles being a great coach. He really got players to play above their potential, to play above the expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he can do that again, fantastic. But the team might not be able to repeat that same success, especially with some of these off-the-field issues and these discipline issues that people are saying are going on with the Jets right now and how Bowles has kind of been very dismissive of whatever about them. That's the kind of thing where I think, you know, is he going to be able to have the same type of success? Let me ask you this, and I feel like I ask this about uh, Coach Bowles every Mm -hmm. single time. How many more years do you think he's got left as head coach of the Jets? Do you think this, if this is a really bad season and they're a top 10 pick again, maybe top 5 pick, does he get fired? Like it, I, I don't think the expectations are that high for cause, him. Because here's the thing I always wonder with Todd Bowles, where maybe it's because of the team he's inherited, mm-hmm. but, I mean, except for your 2015 season where you went 10-6 and six yeah. and finished second in the AFC East, you haven't really done anything like you have but really, i don't think anybody expects him to. i think it's similar you finished 10 and 6 your first year mm-hmm. and then ever since it's been two five and 11 seasons. i don't think anyone's really expecting that much out of the jets i think mm-hmm. people are saying it's a full rebuild um that surprisingly has been better than it should be i mean this should have mm-hmm. been like a 2 and 14 team last year you know they have been 
better. They performed better than the roster is. Uh, and last year, without a quarterback, that was any you know any worthwhile. So they they get some good additions, of course, with Tremaine uh, Johnson, with Darnold, Nathan Shepard out of the draft, uh, with Terrell Pryor, Isaiah Kroll. So they've got some good options here. But I look at it and I'm like, there's not. There's not a standout guy. There's nobody who I think is really just going to blow up mm-hmm. and be amazing. So I sit there and I go, sure, this team could take a step forward and be very positive and continue these expectations or to exceed their expectations. But I definitely can see them being one of the bottom teams in the NFL, which is what a lot of people are expecting the Jets to be next year, mm-hmm. to be one of the bottom three, four teams in the NFL. Um, and I think that's okay. I think people expect that. The exception being... Uh, with Todd Bowles not being a quarterback kind of coach, mm-hmm. is if something happens, there's this really great prospect out there, coaching prospect, who's doing fantastic things with one of these quarterbacks, one of these young quarterbacks, and they go, you know what? We really need a guy like that. Let's see if we can get one of those guys to be our head coach. I think that would be more of a thing to move them than the uh, than the record not being good. Yeah, I just I feel like with the Jets this year, like, and maybe I do – Asked that also because um, one of the articles that I shared with you while mm-hmm. I was looking at just different jet blogs from around, and this one's the jet site on fan site of the Jet Express or the Jet Press. I'm sorry. Um, they wrote an article that I thought was interesting where they basically said the Jets must solve their disciplinary issues before it's too late. And really, the reason why this was brought up was because. 2018 fourth round pick Chris Herndon has already gotten a DWI. So you've just gotten drafted by this team. You're already in trouble with a DWI, which is not good. Plus they mentioned how Robbie Anderson, who's a guy that has gotten or received votes, um, might've been ranked in our wide receiver rankings along with a um, 2017 fifth round pick in Dylan Donahue have gotten in trouble off the field. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking at with Bowles is, is this going to be the year where it's kind of like, all right, that first year you had a really good year. But let's be honest. Look at the talent that was on that team. You still had Aaron, Eric Decker on that team. You still had Brandon Marshall on that team. You can think whatever you want. Brandon Marshall is a quality wide receiver, though, to have it year one and two, especially when you were the Jets that year. And your quarterback, basically, that was the Harvard guy. That was yeah. Fitz Magic when he was balling out for the Jets that year. He wanted so, a big contract. Except for that one year, you haven't been able to produce wins on the field. Yeah, you got five, but would you rather be five and eleven or actually competing for stuff? Like I'd rather have seventy nine bullshit than five and eleven. Well, of course you'd rather some, have more wins. I some, mean, that's some might obvious. say that you're crazy because hey, I'd rather have five and eleven because I get a better draft pick. But also what plays into it is, all right, you've taken over in 2015 and you've had so many disciplinary issues to where is that going to come back, like compound with the not getting enough wins on the field to where it's like, hey, we got a young quarterback. This coach doesn't work well with Mm -hmm. quarterbacks. Kind of like what you were talking last week with our Ravens one where we kind of mentioned the John Harbaugh thing. Yeah. Do the Jets go, hey. Let's get a guy who's going to be more disciplinary, who's going to work better with a quarterback, because we need to turn this around. We got our quarterback. Mm -hmm. We can't waste this guy. We can't waste Sam Darnold's years 
trying to fix this when it's not going anywhere. And it's definitely possible. Like a car in mud. The wheels yeah. are spinning, but it's not going anywhere. It's definitely possible in that case. I, You know, the discipline issues, they are there, but I don't think they're anything that mm-hmm. crazy. I've seen teams with worse. You know, I've seen teams with more disciplinary issues. Well, I've seen it coaches seems like the Giants under McAdoo yeah. were worse. I've seen teams that Just had more players getting in trouble, mm-hmm. who've had uh, more locker room cancer, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I don't see Bowles as being that bad. What's surprising me with Bowles is that he's been kind of dismissive, mm-hmm. it seems like, with a lot of this and just kind of, you know, not necessarily burying it under the rug or anything like that, uh, but just kind of moving on. Mm-hmm. And that kind of allows people to continue. I think what would be great, cut one of these guys, lay down the law and say, send nope, a message. It's done. No more of this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from the – his last spot was with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Bruce this Arians. is a team where you didn't get to mess around with stuff like that. This mm-hmm. is a team that had some of these guys who were known for uh, some issues, some some attitude issues, mm-hmm. but they performed well. You know, under Bruce Arians, they did what they were supposed to do, and I, I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to kind of get that going and needs to get that under control. Well, and I mean, kind of look at it, kind of the one of the last things we'll look at, unless there's something that you think we haven't hit that we needed to. Overall, for this year, I don't see the Jets being like, we're, we're talking about them first for a reason, because they were last in their division. Mm-hmm. Jet fans don't expect that to change. You're not going to finish higher than the Dolphins. You're not going to finish higher than know. the Bills. They might finish higher than the Bills. The Bills? All right. You know what? I will give you maybe the Bills depending on Mm -hmm. how their quarter. Like, if they're starting Nate Peterman for most of the year, all right. Even A.J. McCarron, I don't know about. You can finish above the Bills. But my point overall is this team's not going to be good. And my main thing is I look at this offense. If you, to me, make the dumb decision of not starting Sam Darnold, First week. I mean, there's going to be people out there. Why does it matter? We're not going to win. So if you bench him the first two weeks or three weeks, mm-hmm. what is that going to care? I'm on the side of you traded up to three. You gave away so many picks to the Colts to secure your guy. You got Sam Darnold at three. You got to go ahead and play him. There's a reason why you went up and drafted him at number three. But then I look at the rest of this team and it's like, below Powell. Yeah, he's decent, but is he really that extraordinary? Thomas Rawls, is he going to be the guy we saw in Seattle a few years ago? I mean, Dimitri Flowers isn't a guy that kind of puts anything special in that backfield. And then I know Jet fans have come after me, but I look at this wide receiver core and it's like, yeah, you've got Terrell Pryor, but what are we going to expect from him? Yeah, you traded for Jermaine Curse, but what are we going to see from him? And I hear all these great things about Quincy Inunua. I'm sorry. Quincy Inunua is nothing to write home about. He is nothing that special to me to where I see this team and I just go, all right, fourth place in the AFC's top 10 draft pick will be here next year. Yeah, and it's not really that bad of a thing in some senses because, like I said, this is a team that's still rebuilding. Mm-hmm. This is not a team that is ready to go. And Todd Bowles, you know, with uh, when he had Fitzmagic and Brandon Marshall, I think they were tricked in a sense to think that, hey, we've got a good team. 
we're ready to go. Like, oh, we got 10 and 6 yeah. after one year. We're a year. real team. We can just plug and play mm-hmm. a few pieces, and we're ready to go. And they got that reality shock of, oh, wait, no, this team is not ready. And now they have to really actually engage in the rebuild. And part of it was getting this quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, you got to trade away some things to do that. But with guys like, uh, you know, Nathan Shepard, of course, that's going to be a good defensive tackle spot. This defense is going to need more help in future drafts. They're going to need some wide receivers in future drafts. They mm-hmm. need to have a, I think they need to have a clear cut uh, running back at some point. They don't have that yet. There's a lot still, a lot of work still left to do. You're not in a bad situation if you're uh, higher up in the draft. Like, and I think that uh, the thing that really killed them too, I don't want to say killed them because you got Sam Darnold for it, but the thing that really, and this goes back to the last thing I'll say about the Sam Darnold starting is. I I would feel like you'd have to start him week one because I look at most of these draft picks and I go, if you would have kept where your pick was, because weren't they sixth? Were they, they moved up six from sounds, six? Yeah, that sounds Because right. that's where the Colts were. So they yeah. moved up from six to three and then gave them, like, I want to say it was two seconds for that third pick. So it's like looking at obviously how the draft played out, mm-hmm. you could have stayed at six. You could have even gotten a Josh Rosen at six. You could have gotten a Allen at six. Although they were saying the only guys that the Jets wanted were Darnold or Mayfield. Oh, I know. They got one of their guys, so it's that. But I also look at it on the flip side of if they don't start Darnold right away or if Darnold comes out after they start him like week four and he's not as good as we expected, Mm -hmm. will Jet fans in the back of their minds go – Man, we could have kept the pick. We could have just got Rosen and taken two guys oh, in the I'm second sure round that could have helped this team. If things team, go that like, way, they will. But, I mean, look at Jared Goff. I don't expect them to go that way, mm-hmm. though. I, I ex- I'm i just saying that you look at a guy like Jared mm-hmm. Goff, things didn't work out rookie year, but then he comes in and all of a sudden he's looking like one of the hot young quarterbacks. Because he was matched with a coach it, that actually understood. It doesn't necessarily matter to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone long term, you know, let's say Dan, Sam Darnold has an average to, to good to great whatever mm-hmm. career. No one's going to look back and be like, man, he should have played those extra three games. Yeah. My whole thing is down to the root of it. I think he should start week one because, like you said, it doesn't matter to sit him. Like, it, it's not going to hurt him mm-hmm. to play week one. Plus, is he really that much below Josh McCown or Teddy Bridgewater? Obviously not Bridgewater. He's getting more first-team reps than him. Number two, I feel like this season— Although a lot of people coming into the draft were like, man, we want, like, it's Jeremy Bates. He's going to be a good guy to work with Sam Darnold. I think in the end, what this season will be for the Jets is ownership will look at it and go, hey, you know what? Why don't we do what basically the Rams did? Todd Bowles, I'm sorry, you're gone. Let's get a guy that's going to work with this quarterback and bring out his full potential. Might not be this year. Might be at the end of next year. But I think either this year or next year, Todd Bowles might be so that they bring in a coach that could bring out the full potential of Sam Darnold. Because he is, really to me, the key to this rebuild. If they want to get out of the cellar in the AFC, they're going to need Darnold to play well and get all of his potential untapped out on that field anything you think we missed or that you feel like we didn't touch on when it came to the jets 
No, not necessarily with the Jets. I mean, I know we focus a lot on the quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's a new quarterback, and yep. and that's going to be kind of the story for the Jets coming uh, this whole season. So that's going to be something that's important for sure, and I, I don't think we're underplaying it. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below. I am expecting Jet fans to come after me because I was a little bit fiery in this one when it came to the Jets, but it's all in good fun, Jet fans. Let me know what you guys think down below in that comment section. Let's move on, though, into the next team on our preview, and we're looking at the Miami Dolphins. And this was a team high hopes for last year, but before the year actually happened, it was in just offseason. I think it was preseason practices. Ryan Tannehill goes down with a knee injury. Jay Cutler comes in. The rest of the season is history. For the Miami Dolphins. So this year, Dolphins' biggest question coming back is, how's Ryan Tannehill going to look after missing all of last season? We do have a quote from Ryan Tannehill. In a recent article, it says, it was a long year, some dark times. And that is what he said about his, he says it's purely to prevent what started a whole train wreck. And he was talking about last year, feels amazing now, He's getting actual practice time out on the field. So I want to ask you to kind of start this preview for the Dolphins. What can we expect from Ryan Tannehill a year after coming off of his knee injury from 2017? I expect more of pre-injury. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to go right back to form. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. He's not an amazing quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. But he's a good quarterback. And he's the perfect kind of quarterback for a Adam Gase kind of offense mm-hmm. of we're going to run the ball a lot. You're going to make short, accurate passes, and then occasionally you're going to throw it deep, but not too often. We're not unleashing the dragon or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but, it, I mean, it's going to work perfectly for kind of a short, methodical, dink and dunk at times mm-hmm. offense. Um, and I, I really think that this is something that Ryan Tannehill can be very successful in. And... This Dolphins team has done a lot of additions to make them better. Kind of, you know, they're not really being talked about a ton of it. But really when I look at it, I'm like, last season, it's washed away. We're going to pretend it didn't even exist. You're just moving Mm -hmm. forward. Ryan Tannehill's going to be back. And this is going to be where they should have been last year. Well, and the thing that I look at, too, is the other question that I know Dolphin fans are probably looking and going, uh, guys... You do know we have a bigger question mark than Ryan Tannehill, right? And that is the main guy who was the number one receiver for Tannehill is no longer in town. He is now playing for the Cleveland Browns in the great state of Ohio. Here's the thing that I'm thinking about this offense. Now, Ryan Tannehill, I'm with you. I'm not expecting like a, whoa, what's going to be different with Ryan Tannehill? Gase knows what to expect. Ryan Tannehill, it's just how does that knee feel? If that knee feels fine, I expect the Dolphins to be a little bit better than they were last year. The thing that I think is more interesting when it comes to this offense is what they've added around Ryan Tannehill this year. Yeah, you get rid of Jarvis Landry, but you bring in Danny Amendola, which to me kind of speaks to a, you know what? We don't care about the big name. Like, we're not going to pay for Jarvis Landry. We're going to trade him. We're going to bring in Danny Amendola, who basically in New England was basically a, I'm not going to be a big name. I'm just going to do my job, and I'm going to get receptions, 
help this team out. So your starting three wide receivers are going to be Kenny Stills, Devonta Parker, and Danny Amendola. Another guy that they bring in that we've talked about before, Frank Gore, now going to be maybe the main running back, or it's a running back by committee with him and Kenyon Drake, who Drake was actually in mm-hmm. our running back rankings yep. for fantasy football. I don't think Frank Gore was, or maybe he might have been in both of them were in there. And then another guy that apparently Dolphin fans are really high on out of the draft is Penn State tight end Mike Gesicki. Yep. Where all of these additions, Gesicki, Amendola, Gore, those are going to be the true test of how well this offense does mm-hmm. with Ryan Tannehill. Well, and you're missing a very important one for, for all these guys, and that's Josh uh, Sitton. Yep. Josh Sitton, the Former guard, bear. is going to be uh, a huge addition to mm-hmm. help Frank Gore, Drake, to help Tannehill be on his feet. Yep. I mean, I know it was a non-contact injury, but mm-hmm. not have the injury get re-aggravated. And, I mean, that injury, was it wasn't like he was sitting in the pocket. He was running out of bounds and— Slipped yeah. right as he got off the sideline. You know, it, it's an interesting one here for this uh, for this free agency class. It's nothing that sexy, mm-hmm. but it's going to be very effective. I think when we look back and people are grading past free agency classes, if people really do that, uh, this will be one that is ranked very highly and graded very well mm-hmm. when you're looking back at how well they performed. And just to get a quote from one of the... This interview was from um, the Finn Insider, the SB Nation um, Dolphin site. They actually got to sit down with Kenny and Drake, ask him a few questions, and they actually asked him, what should we expect from the offense in 2018 with the return of Ryan Tannehill? He goes, obviously getting our leader back is huge. You can tell he really attacked his rehab like a true professional. He looks sharp. I know every I or I know everyone knows that the media, the social media, has been really complimentary of how great he's looked during OTAs. Just having that leadership back in the role will be huge. Can pick back up where we left off. So for me, that kind of just hearing that is like I don't have a real question of what Ryan Tannehill will be. It's just more importantly, how will these pieces now all fit together? Because like I said, Frank Gore, how's that going to work with him? They also asked him about him. There's also Callan Ballage, who they took in the draft, who's going to be another running back. And when they asked him what to expect from the running game, Kenyon Drake said, well, with a veteran like Frank Gore, you definitely get immediate knowledge and experience. His experience over the years is just unbelievable. So having that is always a huge plus. Kellen is explosive. I like how dis, uh, diverse this group is, and I think fans are in for something special. What do you think with this running back? Is mm-hmm. it going to be committee, or will one of these guys take the lion's share of the carries? And will it yeah. be Gore, or will it be Drake? No, I think Drake is more of your your number one kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But you have Frank Gore, and you're going to get use out of him. Yeah, you know, you're definitely going to get up that. the middle guy. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to take advantage of it. And both these guys are here, and they mm-hmm. make this running back investment, especially with getting a nice guard as well. They make this investment so that way there's not a tremendous amount of pressure on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to be the absolute stunning, amazing quarterback. He can just be a good, above-average quarterback, and that's fine. That's all you really need uh, because Drake performed very, very well when he had his opportunity. And people expected a big running back cut by committee when J.J. was gone. 
when he got traded away. Mm-hmm. And Drake said, no, I'll take it. And he did. And I, and I think that just adding Frank Gore is going to be a great way to get even more success, even more balance this coming year. Um, I think that's going to be great. Because here's the thing I'm thinking about. And, like, so far we're, what, about eight minutes into this preview? Mm-hmm. And all we've talked about is offense, 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 where some people might sit there and go, guys, what about the defense? And there's a big addition on defense. Uh, um couple good additions well, on defense. There is. The biggest is you get Minka Fitzpatrick yep. in that secondary. But the thing I was going to say is the reason why in some of these previews or just around the NFL, you're going to hear more people talk about this Miami offense coming into this year is because the defense is pretty much the same. I mean, you still got Cameron Wake. You still have Jordan Phillips. You still have Kiko Alonso. You still got um, Raquan McMillan. You still have Xavierion Howard. It's nothing's really changed on this defense much. There have been a few changes, but your core's still there. The offense has basically been revamped to where it's more so a all right. The defense is going to do what they do. We need to get the offense in here. Get our general back, our leader here, and Ryan Tannehill so that we can take that next step because I think what the Dolphins are thinking this year is in the AFC East, it's always been interesting. You know it when you're the Bills, Dolphins, Jets, you're not going to beat Tom Brady. You're not going to finish one in the division unless Tom Brady goes down, which has only happened, what, once with how he takes care of his body? I mean, come on, drink so much water, he doesn't even get no sunburn from the dang sun. But... I feel like this is the year where the Dolphins kind of feel like, hey, if we just get this offense going a little bit with this defense, win a couple more games, flip some of those losses to wins, the Bills might be down this year. The Jets are not going to catch us. There's a chance we could be a wild card team this year and make the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely think so. And one thing I do like about this defense uh, for this coming year, because mm-hmm. you're right, it is more offense. I mean, you got an offensive coach. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of additions on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but this is a team that, if you really look at the big glaring flaw of the Miami Dolphins defense, it's the just right in the middle for giving up. Nadamik and Sue. No, 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 no. Nadamik and Sue, I think they're okay mm-hmm. with that, but it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, that's just a ruthless kind of player mm-hmm. um, that they're losing. And they get Robert Quinn from the Rams, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, the, the big flaw is the fact that. Tight ends and pass-catching running backs Mm -hmm. right in the middle will eat the Miami Dolphins all day. And, you know, getting a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, whether he's going to be safety, corner, whatever they want to do with him. Which is funny because what do the Patriots have a lot of good of? Tight ends and running backs. Exactly. So they see it all the time. (laughs) So, you know, this is what the big kind of flaw for them has been recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not the only thing, but it's been a big piece. And a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick certainly helps. Now, of course, you could also have, you know, gotten what they really wanted. What I personally believe the Dolphins' plan A was, was mm-hmm. Roquan Smith. Yeah. That's what they wanted, but he didn't make it. He was mm-hmm. picked, you know, two or three picks before that. Um, and they go for plan B, which is Minka Fitzpatrick, who fell to him. So, you know, I, I definitely think that that's going to be a good help for improving their defense. Mm-hmm. But they're not a team that's built to be an amazing defense. Offense is the key to their success. Uh, while having a above-average defense. You know what I find funny? 
is mm. I look at right now I'm looking at the schedule for the Dolphins and just going off of what you said, and I know this isn't going to be anything, but I just want to use this. I look at the schedule and just off of two positions, tight ends and the running backs that you had mentioned, there are a few teams that kind of speak to me. Week one, the Titans. Yep. Delaney Walker, top 10 fantasy tight end. You've got Derrick Henry, and they add Deion Lewis. You look at New England. They draft Sony Michelle. They've got the um, running backs. Rob Gronkowski is their tight end. You look at the Bears. Bears have tight ends. Bears also have two capable running backs that can do the same. I look at the Green Bay Packers. They add Jimmy Graham, Ty Montgomery, and those running backs can do work. You look at Minnesota, Kyle Rudolph, and then Latavius Murray and Dalvin Cook. And then I look at Jacksonville, where they're almost the same thing with a little bit of Mercedes Lewis, but more so with that Fournette-led backfield to where I know it's not like, oh, that's 10 losses. That's a few if you swing them that way. Mm -hmm. But those could be the key games of like, okay, those are the games that have the guys that can basically pick apart our defense. Exactly, and it's interesting. And that's why they would have loved to have a great linebacker like Roquan Smith, mm-hmm. but you know, you're know, you not going to be upset about me yeah. Fitzpatrick. Um, so really with the Dolphins, I expect the Dolphins to be a better team this year. Mm-hmm. I think they got six wins last year. I know we haven't done our predictions, and, and we'll not do those yet. later. Looking into your crystal ball, do you feel mm-hmm. like they could be a playoff team this year? I think they could. And the AFC is the weaker conference, too, mm-hmm. so it certainly helps. Um, I definitely expect this team to perform well enough. If they got six wins last year mm-hmm. with a healthy Ryan Tannehill, the offense working the way it's supposed to, Frank Gore added to the mix, I think they can win at least three more games. The thing I think will be interesting, and this is kind of just at this moment what I'm thinking overall for the AFC. If If I had to put my money on it right now, I would say that only one team gets in from the AFC North. So it'll probably be the Steelers or the Ravens, whichever one you know, wins the, the division. Or the Browns. Um, Baker Mayfield, Just want to give some Cleveland fans some love. The AFC West is interesting because Chiefs could take a step back. Chargers were wondering, will they ever take that next step and become the playoff team that we want them to be? Um, I kind of feel like at this point, maybe they only get one team as well. Whoever wins that division is the team that does it. And if the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, the three teams they will be battling, in my mind, the Colts, because today, as we're recording the podcast, Andrew Luck throwing high school football, so he is working back to getting in. Like, if he plays for the Colts, they're a playoff team. They might not, win the, might not win the division because, mm-hmm. hey, that Jacksonville defense is pretty tough, and you haven't seen yeah. that Jacksonville defense yet. They're a playoff team in my mind. Then the question for the Dolphins is, can you win more games than the Titans, who, yeah, they were a playoff team last year, but what are they going to look under Mike Vrabel? And then also the Texans. What do they look like with a healthy Deshaun Watson, and how does he come back off of that injury? So to me, those are the – really, it's to me, do we see a – Because one from the AFC North, one from the AFC East. Do we see two from the South and two from the East? Or do we see one from the East, New England, and three from the South? 
It's certainly possible, and there's a lot of time that's going to go by before we find mm-hmm. a good answer to it. Right now, I like the Dolphins. I like what they did. I think they've got a real chance of getting into the playoffs right now as we sit here. Anything you think we missed when it came to the Miami Dolphins? Um, That we missed, not necessarily. I mean, I think that, like I said, last season was kind of a wash. Um, Gase is going to be—this is going to be a big year for, for head coach Adam Gase. He needs to get this offense moving. He needs to prove that he isn't just a hotshot coordinator. Mm-hmm. Is this, do you think that I know that we kind of mentioned it with the Todd Bowles? I don't expect it to be like this with Adam Gase, but if they have, I'll ask it this way. If Mm -hmm. they have a bad year, do people start to question Gase as the head coach of the Dolphins? Question, not call for his Oh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be fired, but Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the Miami Dolphins. They just had Joe Philbin not too long ago. Mm -hmm. They are used to hotshot offensive coordinators not panning out as head coaches. Because, I mean, yet again, let's say he goes 6-10. and Mm -hmm. He's on the same trajectory as Todd Bowles, where 10-6 your first year. I like it. But went into Mm -hmm. the playoffs where Todd Bowles missed it by a game. Yeah. And then would have two years of... Six and ten, where Todd Bowles was five and eleven. Yeah, I think that if they don't make it, people start to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that this year, unless the Dolphins, there's a very, very valid reason why he doesn't, they should be a team that is in that playoff push, barring key pieces are healthy. More so, Ryan Tannehill. More so, um, those offensive pieces that they added. To me, the only thing that could be a question mark with the additions is the wide receivers, like. With Jarvis Landry not out there, I don't think it's going to be a huge knock, but how much of a knock is that not having Landry out there and having to deal with Stills, Parker, and Amendola and not having that main guy that's like, boom, Jarvis Landry, he's our go-to guy when we need it in a pinch. But this is when you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. What do you expect from Ryan Tannehill this season? What do you expect from this offense this season And are the Dolphins going to be a playoff team this year? Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Let's move on, though, into the next team on our divisional preview. The most interesting team, I would say, in these previews is the Buffalo Bills. They snapped their playoff drought last year under um, Sean McDermott and that team. They snap it on the last day of the season. Thank you to the Cardiac Cats in Cincinnati. If they didn't beat the Ravens, it would have never happened. But to me, they're the most interesting team because their quarterback situation is completely different. They go ahead, they trade Tyrod Taylor over to the Cleveland Browns. He's now in Cleveland. They bring in A.J. McCarron, and then they go ahead and draft Josh Allen. So really, that's where I want to start, is basically almost a similar situation we were at in the Jets preview of is Josh Allen going to be the starter? And the thing I want to start off with first, before I let you answer, Mm -hmm. is I was looking on the fan site, SB Nation sites, for, okay, what are these writers saying about their teams? And on the fan-sided site for buffalodown.com, they actually had an article about Sean McDermott shedding some light on the plan for Josh Allen. And here's the quote that we have from this article according to Bill's Wire. We'll just see. It's a fluid situation. It's all part of doing what's best for A, our football team, and B, Josh's development overall. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, play Allen with the first team. 
It's just what the right thing to do at the right time based on our plans. But overall, AJ and Nate will run with our AJ and Nate will run with the ones. So I want to ask you, when, what, what do you think the plan for Josh Allen should be and this Bills team? Should they start AJ McCarron week one? Should it be Josh Allen week one, the guy that they traded up and went ahead and got? You know, AJ McCarron, they get the guy, and I, I see AJ McCarron as kind of a, I guess me, he's more of an insurance policy, but at the time mm-hmm. it looked like kind of a desperation move of, well, we're not getting anybody else that's good. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll get A.J. McCarron. You know, A.J. McCarron has never really been that successful. He's never been anything that exciting. Mm-hmm. He is not a guy who I think holds on to a, uh, a job. And it's funny, we talk about this article where they're quoting him, yet this week, Josh Allen's getting first-team reps. Mm-hmm. So he's getting reps. And sure, you you can give reps out to anybody, uh, but he's getting reps. I think in the offseason— And this was or, at the end of last week. Yeah. I think at the preseason, he's going to win this job. A.J. McCarron, when he's had two different opportunities to show the world what he's got, mm-hmm. nobody really cared. It wasn't that good, especially this last one. I mean, I think it was 2015 he had like seven games and three games last year, and he just wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Peterman is going to do even get a chance to ever do anything again after throwing so many interceptions. Uh to me, Josh Allen, day one, 110% should be the starter. There's no reason why he shouldn't. I mean, there's reasons why I don't think he's going to be that successful in the NFL, but I don't think the other two guys are going to be any more successful. Well, if you're the Bills, I almost want to say it's a similar thing for the Jets because I. But since we talked about the Jets earlier in the podcast, I mm-hmm. pulled up what the trades were. So the Indy Jet trade, that was Indianapolis gave up their first, which was the third overall selection. Yep. That's all they gave up. What they got from the Jets was the sixth overall pick, two seconds, which were the 37th and the 49th, and then they got a second rounder next year. Yeah. So basically you gave up to move up from six to nine, or six to three. You gave up three seconds in your first, which the Bills basically did almost the same thing, but they got a little bit more in return. They got from the Buccaneers their first pick, which was the seventh overall pick, but then they also got a two set or a seventh round um, selection as well for this year's draft, which was like two fifty five. But then what they gave up was the twelfth. And then two second rounders also. So to yep. me, they didn't have to give up their other first round pick. They didn't have to give up their other first round Which pick. Which was a big deal. But the thing that I just look at is let's just put it in this perspective. The guys that you could have drafted in that range, I'll just list off at 53, the first pick they gave the Bucks. I'll just list off the first four guys MJ Stewart, good corner out of North Carolina, Jesse Bates, safety out of Wake Forest. Dante Jackson, Duke Dawson. So some corners, some defense went in there. Then the next one, which eventually got traded to the Patriots, that was the Duke Dawson. But then you also had Darius Geis you could have taken there, James Washington, a DJ Chark. Like, there sure. were guys that you could have taken there. But and then not, you wouldn't have had a quarterback. And I'm not debating that they should yeah. have kept those picks. I'm just going back to the same point I made 
when we talked about it with the Jets. You give up those picks. Where second-round picks to me, if you hit right, you can find some special guys in that second round. You gave both of those away to get your guy at seven. Yeah, I know that coming into the draft, everyone was like, oh, he's the the most not pro-ready. He's going to have to sit and learn. Well, guess what? We have a Christian Ponder situation here. We have a Christian Ponder, Matt Castle situation, except I would say Matt Castle is better than both of A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman. They both give Christian Ponder a run for his money. Christian Ponder might be a little bit better. A.J. McCarron might be the one to rival that. But that's what we have here. So for me, I might see a situation where game number one, A.J. McCarron starts, but then game two and on, Josh Allen is our starter. I would honestly be surprised if Josh Allen's not week one starting because I don't AJ McCarron's had opportunities and mm-hmm. nobody's seen him and went, yeah, I want that for my team. Mm-hmm. No one's been very interested in him at all. It's surprising that he's, you know, has an opportunity to be the starter in Buffalo. And it's only an opportunity because they've got a rookie who has accuracy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of the thing here. For me, Josh Allen's a project, yeah, but he's got a strong arm. He's mobile. He's got a great work ethic. You know, he can make this a high-powered offense in Buffalo. The problem is, of Mm -hmm. course, like I said, the accuracy, and he throws it deep even if somebody's open underneath. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which Zay Jones will love that, by the way. He will. So will, (laughs) of course, you know, cornerbacks on Uh other teams, safeties on other teams. Um, Who was the corner that was it? um, Was it Jamal Adams? It was Jamal Adams. Man, I can't wait to pick those off. Yeah. Um, Which you, I think it was you talking to me. You're like, yeah, he didn't have a pick last year. No, he so he doesn't be, have an NFL pick. Yet. It would be one more than he had last year. It would be uh, one more than he's had in his entire career. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Uh, but anyways, you know, Josh Allen to me, he's gonna be better than AJ McCarron. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't draft this guy with those guys in front of him. Nobody's in front of anybody the way I see it right mm-hmm. now with this roster. And to even say that Nathan Peterman has a chance to start. That's just a slap in the face to Josh That's Allen. a joke. That is a slap in the face. Five pick Peterman? Five yeah. PP? That's a joke of, you know, I don't really know why the guy's on my team, but he's here, so I have to say something nice I about him. I didn't draft him. If I'm Sean McDermott, I'm sitting there going, I didn't draft him. You got to say something they nice did draft about him, the guy. Um, Sean McDermott was there last year. Nathan Peterman was a rookie last year, right? I think so. Um, I think he did draft him. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's the coach. He's not the GM. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about that, and that's fantastic, but there are some good additions that are going to help out with Josh Allen, like uh, like Chris Ivory, of course, being a good um, a good option, a good weapon mm-hmm. right there. Uh, and they have Kelvin Benjamin as well. So especially when it comes to the deep ball, that's kind of nice. A guy who can just go up and get it. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's not that accurate. This is a guy who can go up and just get the ball, just put it near him. Anywhere near him, he can go up and Mm -hmm. make it happen. Um, So that's a really cool connection that I like and that I want to see that, you know, there's going to be some adjusting out of Josh Allen, but that's why I expect this team is not 9-7 and next Mm -hmm. year. They're falling back under uh, to kind of clear the room for the, uh, the Miami Dolphins to go up and actually, you know, make a shot, take a shot at that wild card spot. Well, and for me, I look at this team, and the thing I I don't really like 
is I'm going to mention their schedule a little bit because I know we'll get to wins and losses much later on when we do our prediction videos. Yep. But here's the thing I think of, and what makes this decision tough is you were a playoff team last year. So it's not like you can A surprise do, playoff team. You were a playoff team, though. So you can't do the Jet thing of doesn't matter, no one expects us. There's a small contingency that might be like, hey, this team's got the talent to make the playoffs, although the quarterback is not the yeah. most talented position. I'm just going to read you off their first eight games um, for listeners and viewers and everyone just to see how tough their first eight games are. Cool. At Baltimore. Home against the Chargers, mm-hmm. at Minnesota, at Green Bay, home against Tennessee, at Houston, at Indy, home against the Patriots on Monday night, Halloween week, and then their first non-playoff team or team that was close to the playoffs at Chicago, or home against Chicago. So their first eight teams, you have Vikings were a playoff team, um, Packers were a playoff team last year. No, nope. they were not. They did not Aaron make it. Rodgers. Um, but bringing Aaron Rodgers back, they should be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Titans were a playoff team. New England was a playoff team. So you have three playoff teams. Two playoff teams if they probably didn't have their quarterback injured. I'm throwing Houston into yep, that because they could have been a playoff team. And then two teams, Baltimore and L.A., the Chargers, mm-hmm. who missed the playoffs by both one game. Yeah. They win one game, either one of those teams are in the playoffs. I know the we're not in the prediction mode, but And the Bills, Colts getting Andrew Luck back playoff. Yeah. Team. Bills are probably a one in seven team mm-hmm. at this point. Well, I'm saying that they could they start could be off 0 and 8. 0 and 8 yeah, they could be 0 and 8. I'm year. giving them I'm giving them either the Colts or the maybe the Ravens or the Bears. I'm just, giving them one of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, right after that, Bears, which should be better, and then at New York. So you might win one of those. Mm-hmm. But it's like they have a tougher they have a tougher schedule and I, I I kind of feel like will they will they do the plan of you know what the schedule's so tough we don't need to start Josh Allen let's start AJ McCarron let's have Josh Allen learn he'll start next year it's we'll possible, give him, we'll give but- him first team reps some in the offseason but AJ is going to be our guy that's for most that's how, of the year I feel like that's how a coach gets fired Mm-hmm. That's how you well, end up, John Fox. It's only his second year. It's only sure like, last year was Sean McDermott's first year. Sure, and they lucked into a playoff spot. And I'm only saying they lucked into that spot because they did. Because if the Ravens win that game, the Bills still have a playoff draft. Yeah. Well, I I definitely think. I mean, like I said, coaches have been fired mm-hmm. for better. You know, there have been yeah. teams who have done more and gotten fired for that. But I definitely think that if you sit there and your team's getting beat. And beat and beat and beat and you're having trouble winning two three games at this year. Mm-hmm. There's no and you got a rookie out there who could be starting right now. You got Peterman throwing interception after interception. Uh, you've got AJ McCarron who's not that good, and you're sitting there going, "No, Josh Allen starts next year." And remember, you get fired for that. Just another point to how much this team lucked into a playoff spot. They also won a very lucky game week 14. Mm -hmm. Remember the blizzard against the Colts where it was like I was watching that game at Brandon's house. And I remember saying to Brandon, 
I hope neither of these teams score. I want a 0-0 tie. It very easily could have been. Because I'm watching that game going, neither of these teams deserve to win this game. Yeah. But here's the other thing, too. We're talking about embarrassment. Mm -hmm. This is a team where we said, yeah, sure, first time in the playoffs since 1999. Do you remember how many points they scored in the playoff? Three. Mm -hmm. They scored three points. They lost 10, but they only gave up 10 points. Which is because they were against a really shitty mm-hmm. offense, uh, which somehow turned around and was good the very next week. God, whatever. I, can't, I can't believe the Jaguars won 10-3. They're such to a three. mystery. <laughs> that, that team was such a mystery <laughs> last year. Three. But, I mean, you wow. only scored three points, and that was a kind of a winnable game. Does that mean, like, because I look at this Bills defense, too, mm-hmm. and they're no slouch. No, no, that was, that was nothing—do not dare— no, Try no, no, and say no, no, that, no, no, that no. Jacksonville was getting beat by this Buffalo Bills that's, defense that's, last that's year. Not, this was terrible that's offense. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I look at the defense, on paper at least, Yeah, they weren't a bad they have okay defense parts on defense, paper. Sure. And they add Tremaine Edmonds to that defense. Yeah, this is the, that's the thing we haven't talked about. Star Latulale, mm-hmm. Trent Murphy, uh, we got Tremaine Edmonds. I feel like I'm missing one of their big defensive additions. Uh, yeah, Kyle Williams. This is a team who added some good parts of defense and already were decent defensively. Um, you know, Harrison Phillips as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a team that has some additions on defense and can do well. But I just sit there and I think that it's not – they're not going to be amazing. I think they can be competitive, mm-hmm. but I just don't believe in the quarterback situation right now. Josh Allen next year? Sure. I think maybe we'll have a step forward. But this year, I, I'm not not convinced. I'm not convinced on Josh Allen anyways. I'm putting, but... I'm putting you in the shoes of mm-hmm. Sean McDermott. Based off the schedule this year and everything in play. Yeah. If you had to choose between starting Josh Allen week one and just letting him go through the trials and the tribulations this year or benching him this year, letting A.J. McCarron take the beat up for this year and then start Josh Allen next year, mm-hmm. which do you do? Are those my only two options? If you have a third option you want to throw well, in there, Well, my third option ahead. would be Josh uh, AJ for AJ, the first eight games, and then not even the first eight games. He probably gets three before mm-hmm. he's been terrible enough to get. Well, what I'm saying is, I would say eight replaced. because I'm not expecting to go back to the playoffs this year. I'm not either, but I if start, the guy's not being, yeah. if the guy's not doing well, he gets replaced. I'm looking at it this way, and I'm looking at it more of not a coach, which mm-hmm. is bad. But yeah. I would let AJ start the first eight. They're the toughest games. Then let Josh Allen come in yeah. against the Bears and yeah. let him have the rest of the it, year. It just doesn't work. I mean, John, you'll be you mentioned the, you'll be owing yeah, with sure. Josh Allen. But you mentioned the Chicago Bears. John Fox tried to do it, mm-hmm. and he got fired. You you can't sit there and say I have something here who could maybe win me games. But that, I'm not letting them go out. And but play. that's the thing. Like you keep saying, like oh well, like John Fox did it and got fired. But the big the big difference between him mm-hmm. and Sean McDermott is when John Fox got fired. He was already in his third year. Yeah. This will be Sean McDermott's second year. Coaches get fired in their second year all the time. I mean, there was Chud. There's a reason why we say he got Chud. But it's not even Chud. Coaches get fired in their second year all the time. But I'm saying, do you really think the Bills would do that? Yes. After yes. after making the playoffs week, year one. Oh, yes. This is the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Look at what they did to Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. They drove him out of town. You know, this is a guy, this is a team who has driven coaches out before. This is 
not a team that's going to sit there and pull a uh, a Baltimore Ravens of, we're just going to sit there and we're going to let you do it. This is not a team that's going to pull a St. Louis Rams and mm-hmm. say, Jeff Fisher, he's average, he's good enough. You know, we talk about not successful people, Jeff Fisher and Jared Goff. How big of a mess was that to say, no, he's not ready yet. Mm-hmm. No, he's not ready yet. No, he's not ready yet. Yeah. Deshaun Kaiser with, with uh, the mm-hmm. Wolverine. We're gonna play. Uh, we're not gonna play him. We're gonna pull him. We're gonna put it. You know, they just go back and forth and back and forth, and he's ruined as an NFL quarterback. I just, and that's a good example. I feel like if Hugh Jackson can get a third year after only winning one game in two years, Sean well, McDermott shouldn't get fired. Do you do you have the tinfoil hats? Because I wouldn't <laughs> mind wearing one right now. I think the Buffalo or Buffalo Bills. I think the Cleveland Browns. Kind of know he's not good and are keeping mm-hmm. him there so they can be bad yeah. and stock up this team. They are doing the tank of the NBA right now. So I'm, you're, I'm buying in on so that. So what you're saying is, because they were a team that brought in the analytics guy, the money ball guy. And they got rid of him. Are you saying that they're the Sam Hinkie of the NFL? Sure. I, 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 I'll I say it. Why not? They're the, the Cleveland Browns are the Sam Hinkie. We're Sam Hinkie. I'm going to stink and stink and get yeah. all these draft picks and load up this team. The guy has won one game in two years and comes back. You don't do that without saying, I don't mind losing. He didn't even Losing's get, not bad. He went 1-15 and 15 and didn't get chudded. Yeah. By the team that chudded. Chud. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, to do that, you're sitting there saying, I am okay with losing. Losing is just fine with me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to make that a new hit song? I should. I'm okay with losing. Losing's just fine by me. You know, the Buffalo Bills, I do not think, are that team. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit there and say, yeah, we don't mind being bad. If you completely mismanage like that, you, it's not like you're sitting here and you've got Joe Flacco, who's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, or you have Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Chud got chudded for going 4-12. and 12. Right? And Hugh Jackson. I know this is a Bills preview, but Hugh Jackson won one game. In two did, years. Oh, man. Well, he won one game. He, he didn't get he chudded. He went 1-15 and 15 and then got worse. I just, I, bringing it back to the Bills, yeah. I don't see that happening to Sean McDermott. I but don't. I, I just don't. I'm just saying, in this yeah. scenario where mm-hmm. he chooses to not play Josh Allen for some reason, that's a fireable offense. Eight games might be too long, but I would not be scared for maybe the first. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be scared for the first five games. But how I see yeah. this playing out is, like I said, exactly like Teddy Bridgewater, where I see. I could see, yeah, sure. I see the one fir- game in your Well, rank. the first game of the year, you play Baltimore. You let A.J. McCarron start that one. It goes so horrifically bad. That the next game Josh Allen starts and they never look back. And Josh Allen's your starter. Mm-hmm. And then just screw it. You know what? That was so bad, AJ McCarron. You screwed the pooch so bad that you can just sit on the bench and like it because yeah. Josh Allen's our quarterback. Going back, Josh, or AJ McCarron's, I guess, mm-hmm. seems like he's really only had four games where he's really done anything. Because to me, five pick Peterman's not even in. I know that's Sean not, McDermott no, said, nothing. like, yeah. oh, Nate. It's like, oh, you're just being nice to Nate. Yeah, that's nothing. That's, that's, I don't want this guy to feel bad. <laughs> Because every time I look I at him, drafted him last year. every day I look at him, I just pity him a little bit more. But, you know, to me with A.J. McCarron, he's only ever had one game that mm-hmm. was even kind of remotely decent. Mm-hmm. This was a game against Pittsburgh in 2015 where he went 22 of 32 for 280 yards, uh, throwing two touchdowns and two interceptions. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, nothing that you're excited about. To me, A.J. McCarron, the question is, Ricky, do you think A.J. McCarron's a decent quarterback? No. Exactly. Here's the Josh thing I want to ask day you, one. Do you think at the end of the year, Bills fans question themselves and go, why'd we get rid of Tyrod Taylor? Like, do you think at the end of the year, based off of maybe how he mm-hmm. does, let's say he does yeah. start and Baker Mayfield doesn't, which will be another conversation for another day. Yeah. Do you think Bills fans at the end of the year go, why did we get I rid of Tyrod? We could I have just had so. Josh Allen play behind Tyrod yeah. and still made the playoffs. I don't think so in that case because I don't think that Tyrod Taylor is going to really play mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Because it's Baker's job to lose. Exactly. And I and the flip side of that is I think Josh Allen, if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, Josh mm-hmm. Allen's going to give you enough to get you excited for next year. He's going to show like off the Mitch arm. last year for yeah, the Bears. Exactly. Gives you the doesn't play amazingly, doesn't mm-hmm. play great, but gives you enough flashes to you're like he's got the skills, he's maybe, got the intangibles. Maybe loses a tough game at home to the Dolphins just like Mitch did against the Vikings. Yeah, exactly, you know. He's going to show off the cannon arm every mm-hmm. once in a while. He's probably going to throw it 20 yards too deep, but hey, it was a nice beautiful hey man, throw. Beautiful 70-yard pass. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Receiver didn't go that far, but, you know, he just unleashed it, and it looked amazing. Any final things you think we should mention about the Bills before we move on to the top dogs in New England? Um, People are maybe going to be upset that we didn't give Tremaine Edmonds enough love. We mentioned him, mm-hmm. but he's another one of those guys who's got a great upside, well, like but is said, a bit of a project as well. It's important that they didn't have to give up that second pick in the Josh Allen thing. Because yeah. then they could take Tremaine Edmonds. Exactly. And Tremaine Edmonds still has work. He's that what, needs to 19? Yeah. 19? He's, he he's a young He might have just turned 20, I think. Uh, but that upside's incredibly high. That's why I wanted mm-hmm. him on the Chicago Bears. You did. As, you did. A, as a Bears fan, because he's got such a high upside. Uh, but it's going to take a little bit to get there. Yeah, he just turned 20 in May. So May 2nd, he turned 20. So he was 19 at the draft. Now he's 20. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below about the He's Buffalo a Bills. Child. He's a child. He really is. We are old, Mark. That's yep. what I'm thinking. I'm older than you, but only by one year. But we are old. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section about Josh Allen, AJ McCarron, the Bills, and anything about the Buffalo Bills coming into 2018. But let's move on. Finishing our AFC East preview with the top dogs in the AFC. How many times have they won the AFC East in a row? Too Do many. Know? Too many times? Yeah. I'm actually going to look it up when I look up Bill Belichick. But the thing I want to ask you first about the New England Patriots is really the news. Like, I was watching NFL Live today. Yeah. And obviously the big news is around Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Was it going to get traded? Is he going to get traded? We don't know. Like, Robert Kraft could come out and say, no, he wasn't going to get traded. We don't know if you're just trying to yeah. put us off that smoke screen. You're not going to be like, yeah, I wanted to trade him, but uh, Here, I didn't. Here's the true question I want to ask to start, because mm-hmm. to me, the biggest question for this season is not necessarily the whole thing that everyone likes to focus on with, oh, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady are skipping OTAs or voluntary yeah. OTAs. Yeah, not worried about that. To me, what's going to go on this year with Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman, at least to start the year? Because Rob Gronkowski, the big thing they're talking about, not just the trade, but he's getting closer to being a free agent. Like mm-hmm. the news is that they said that a contract will, ha- a new contract will happen, but it's not imminent with Rob Gronkowski. The question with Julian Edelman is, what do we expect from this team 
in his four-game absence at the beginning, which, spoiler alert, nothing, because we saw it all of last year. Exactly. That's my mind, at least, when it mm-hmm. comes to that. Now, now here's some other things to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I, the Gronkowski trade is just funny to talk about. The kind of the rumors about it essentially were that Belichick wanted to trade him. He wants to get rid of him. Belichick is a master of getting rid of people mm-hmm. before they stop being a worth year, his time. A year early rather than a year late. Exactly. And that when this came, when this was going to happen, there was a closed door meeting apparently with Tom Brady, Kraft, Belichick. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady apparently, allegedly, threatened to retire over Gronk being traded. Hmm. This then set, uh, prompted Robert Kraft to say, yeah, then we're not trading him. End of story. And then Bill Belichick again said, great, I lost to Tom Brady right? and Robert Kraft. Now, this is this alleged rumor that's out mm-hmm. there about it, and there might be other alleged rumors as well. This is just the one that I saw. Mm-hmm. The funny thing, though, is that the guy who said it said that he had an inside source you know, who was in the room, mm-hmm. meaning either Tom Brady, Kraft, or Belichick, mm-hmm. three guys who don't talk to the media. So that's when a lot of people were like, oh, okay, maybe I'll buy that it's not real. Yeah. But there could have easily been some speculation about trading Gronk, whatever. It doesn't matter. Gronk came in there having a great time when he finally showed up to OTAs. To address your question mm-hmm. of, you know, the future, I wouldn't be surprised if Gronkowski ends up somewhere else. But the flip side too is Gronk's the guy who gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Did that ma- do that many teams really want well, him? And that's where it's not. Oh, come on! If you got a chance Depen- to get Rob Gronkowski but for the price, are you? And that's the thing I was gonna say. First mm-hmm. off, if he's going somewhere, he's not gonna get the same. Like he's not going to get the same money if he hits free agency. Basically, how I see it going on is Belichick going all right. Go see what you're worth. If someone's going to throw big money at you, fine. Bye. We're not going to do it. And that's mm-hmm. where I think this is going to come down to. Of They're not going to trade Rob Gronkowski. However, is the key word of, oh, a new we expect a new contract to happen, but it's not imminent. So when I see that, I think, all right, you're talking. How much money does Rob want? How much does he want? How much are you willing to give him? Because let's be honest, not just is he injury prone, but he's also a guy who, let's be completely honest, does the on the field production outweigh the off the field distraction? Like the whole reason why we're not talking about that, though, is because he's not like an Odell Beckham Jr. where it's like, hey, we're going to have a boat party and I didn't show up for my playoff game. Yeah. Where Rob Gronkowski, he'll party all he wants, but he parties in the offseason mostly. Yeah, he had a party boat, but mm-hmm. we're still winning championships with you. Yeah. So it hasn't hindered Although, I mean, what is won on them the with field. him and without him. He's been exactly. hurt for one of them. But the thing, and also I looked into it, since 2001, mm-hmm. Patriots have finished first in the AFC East every single year. Except for 02, Brady's second season, mm-hmm. and 2008 when Brady was injured. There you go. Every single other year they've been first in this division. One of these fun ones as well while we're on the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's only played 16 full games twice in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, rookie year where he only got targeted 59 what times. What year was that? 2010. Okay. And 2011 uh, where he exploded with 1,300 yards. The you only said, time he's ever played 16. You said 2010 and 2011? Yep. 
only time he's ever played 16 games. One of the Super Bowl losses. 2011 was the, the mm-hmm. season was the Super Bowl loss. The yeah. second one to the Giants. But, I mean, to me, I figure, like, that's the thing that's going to be the linchpin is this, is how much money do you want? And really the thing, and I know Sean being our resident Tom Brady super fan and Patriot super fan, he hates the Seth Wickersham report. He'll make the joke of like, oh, well, Wickersham, he's a sham for mm-hmm. coming out with that, which I'm like, ah, come on. He's a respectable ESPN writer. He's the f- um, he's the one who called the uh, John Harbaugh. Yep. Or Jim was, Harbaugh. No, the Jim Harbaugh, yeah. not the John Harbaugh. Yeah, Jim um, Harbaugh getting kicked out of San Francisco. But the thing that I think about is will it come down to basically Bill Belichick being the master GM that he is? Mm-hmm. This is how much I'm going to pay you. Rob Gronkowski saying no. Tom Brady then saying, I'm going to retire if we don't bring him back. Robert Kraft saying, all right, we'll give you what you want. Like, is that how it's going to come down to? And what is like, mm-hmm. eventually with this Patriot stuff, if it's like, yet again, if it's true, if it's not. If it is true and everything, also the stuff going on with the Patriots between yeah. Belichick and Tom Brady's doctor, or whatever that Guerrero, Guerrero guy is, yeah. eventually this stuff is going to come to a head. Mm-hmm. You can only boil water so much before it starts boiling over the edge yeah. of the pot. Will it be this year? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But eventually, if there's something there, it's going to boil over and it's going to I, blow up. Personally, don't know that I believe that anything's that going on. Ta- no, I believe things are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know if I believe the extent that they're mm-hmm. going on, but I definitely think there's tension. Um, but I don't know that Tom Brady's actually threatening to retire. I uh, Tom Brady is not a guy who would pin his career and end it because Rob Gronkowski, the tight end, didn't get signed. Mm-hmm. Or Rob Gronkowski, the tight end, got traded. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't give a shit about other people. Tom he's, Brady gives a shit about Tom Brady. He's not LeBron James. It's not like, hey, I'm going to go get Tristan Thompson some more money because he helped us win a championship. I'm not looking out mm-hmm. for you. Tom Brady, I'm But even so, LeBron me. James is looking out for LeBron James. True. I mean, he went to South Beach for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's looking out for LeBron James, just like Tom Brady's looking out for Tom Brady. That's who these guys are. Mm-hmm. They're competitive. Yes, it's a team sport, but they care about themselves. I mean, there are people who obviously care about other people, and Tom Brady's one of those guys who does care about, you know, I'm going to take less money in my... Um, guarantee whatever to get more in signing bonuses. Yeah, so that way you can go sign other people. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, there's more to it than just that. Yeah. I mean, he Tom Brady could get paid a penny a season, and mm-hmm. he'd be fine with wife Giselle, who makes more money than he does. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys still care about their legacies. They care about winning. Tom Brady's that guy who says, "I'm going to play till I'm 50, 60, 70, mm-hmm. 80." He's not going to retire if Rob Gronkowski's gone. He's going to be in a wheelchair at 100 playing quarterback. Exactly. You know, he doesn't care who's out there on the field with mm-hmm. him. He will make it happen. Uh, but I do think there are some some tensions. And what I can see with Rob Gronkowski, I don't think that people would trade for him because I think that the the price is going to be too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to ask for something big. And when he goes into free agency, I do think he's going to test the waters. But I totally see him coming back to New England because – other teams are going to sit there and say, yes, we know that we're guaranteed a 1,000 yards out of you if you play. But Some bottom feeder There's will. a chance 
Oh, I'm some sure somebody could. will throw him what he wants. I'm sure he could get it, but I think that he is a smart enough guy mm-hmm. to know. I like winning. Mm-hmm. I've only ever been on a team that wins. I don't want to go play for, you know, the Browns, the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to go play for one of these teams who loses games. Mm-hmm. I want to play for somebody who wins. Well, and the interesting thing about this year when it comes to the Patriots is last year, the narrative of the NFC East or the NFC in general mm-hmm. was it was the Patriots to lose. The AFC. Was, yeah, the entire AFC. There was no team, maybe the Steelers, mm-hmm. no team was going to compete with the Patriots. Coming into the year, we're like, Chiefs, don't have a chance. Jacksonville, don't have a chance. We didn't even think Jacksonville would be in the AFC championship game. Steelers, yeah, you have a chance, but how's your track record in the playoffs against Bill Belichick? Not good. You don't have a chance. This year, it could even be greater of distance. The Chiefs. Not what they were last year. They don't have Alex Smith. They got Patrick Mahomes. You think Patrick Mahomes is going to beat Tom Brady? Ah, not a chance. You look at Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck might be able to, but can that Colts team get to an AFC Championship game? Can they beat him in the playoffs? Yeah, they've done it before. I don't know. But they've gotten to the AFC Championship game before. Very, very different Colts team, though. And then the Steelers, they're a team where I'm not going to believe you're going to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs until you do it mm-hmm. because you haven't. And for me, I just think that this year with the Patriots, it's another year of, yes, we can talk about all this drama, but the AFC the AFC is theirs to lose. Like, they have, if everything stays the same, I expect them to be in the playoffs. And, and not just in the playoffs, yeah. but in the Super Bowl. Again. Everything going the same, I fully expect Patriots-Jacksonville again. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't see any reason why I shouldn't see that again. Mm-hmm. The NFC is a huge question mark, but the AFC, well, the AFC, that's what I uh, the NFC is actually fun to watch because mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to come out of it. Yeah, you know, and the interesting thing for the Patriots is this is a team who they lost the Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. not easy. They just lost to the underdogs who are being led by a backup quarterback who mm-hmm. wasn't that successful this regular season. His mm-hmm. career is pretty much known for underperforming. Uh, you know, they still lose to him, even though they were just close. In Tom a Brady, game. Tom Brady, if he just didn't Caught fumble, that well, that too, but if he just didn't fumble that ball, mm-hmm. he probably would have led them back and they would have won mm-hmm. uh, because it's the way the Patriots are. But this is a team that has a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the offensive line, the pass rush, the cornerbacks, the linebackers. Uh, new defensive coordinator. There's a, yeah, new defensive coordinator. Well, There's a lot of things Belichick. going on. And you look at the Patriots, what they do. They uh, get Isaiah Wynn, a, mm-hmm. an offensive tackle who shouldn't be a tackle. He should mm-hmm. be a guard. So uh, He's listed as, I'm looking at the our lads depth mm-hmm. chart. He's listed as the backup right guard. Right he now. should be a guard, but mm-hmm. the Patriots have referred to him as a tackle. Okay, I'm just um, putting like where he is right now. Yeah. He's right guard right now, which is what he should be because mm-hmm. that offensive line needs help. Uh, Michelle out there, Duke Dawson, cornerback who I like. What do you think of Sony Michelle? How is he going to help like this him. team? I like him. I think he's going to be a good addition. It's a nice weapon. It's a nice thing that the Patriots need to be successful. They need a good running back in order mm-hmm. to be successful, especially a guy like uh, uh, like Michelle who can actually catch a ball as well, who can be very mobile. They get a good weapon out of him. Yeah. Did they need to draft him in the first round? I personally don't think so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. Bill Belichick did it, so whatever. The interesting thing, though, is you look at this and you, you look at what is the biggest issue uh, for Sonny Michelle, and that's fumbling. Mm-hmm. He fumbles. 
What does Bill Belichick hate? Fumbles. Fumbles. He hates turnovers. I mean, I fully kind of expect that you can have a key moment, he fumbles it, and we never see him again. Didn't they get rid of a running back like a year or two ago because he fumbled too much? They, Wasn't I forgot who James it was. White, or not James White. They pretty um, much buried him into the depth chart then yeah. afterwards and said, never again will you be seen. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of what I can see happening here. Mm-hmm. You know, you also look at, they just... Picked get, up Jeremy Hill as well on the yes, running back Jeremy side. Jeremy Hill as well. It's a good addition. Um, you know, Coney Ealy, they've got Cordero Patterson, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Shelton. They've gotten a lot of additions to this team. Picked up Jordan Matthews. So they do a lot to keep themselves going and keep themselves kind of in front of everybody else mm-hmm. because they got Tom Brady. One thing that I think is interesting yeah. is uh, the quarterback out of LSU that they drafted, Danny Etling, mm-hmm. to be Former new Purdue guy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. But that's, that's what I'm going to say. He's a big, what? Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't have the size you want. He's not accurate. Mm-hmm. So what is he going to develop? It doesn't matter that he's watching Tom Brady and learning from Bill Belichick or whatever. And uh, and what's his name? Josh McDaniels. Brian Hoyer. He, he, and Brian Hoyer. I forgot he's there. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's not going to turn into anything. I don't understand that pick. This is one of these few free agencies where you sit there and you honestly say, I don't really know what Bill Belichick was doing. Mm -hmm. I I actually, you sit there and you start to say, I actually have questions about a lot of the decisions he just made. I mean, to be honest, I'm looking at a lot of like former Patriot um, backups. Mm -hmm. He's the shortest. Like Ryan Mallett. Four inches taller than him. Yeah. Um. Matt Castle, two inches taller than him. Like this. Usually, this doesn't look like a Patriot guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fit the Patriot way. Yeah. In my mind, height wise. And the people who want to say there's drama out mm-hmm. there are saying that. Well, yeah, he picked he picked a guy who doesn't fit the mold, who mm-hmm. everyone knows isn't going to be successful. As a hey, right here we got you know right here, buddy. True. Craft. Uh. That I, I would be. I don't, I don't see buy that, it. but yeah. okay. I don't buy it either. But Whatever it's just helps one of those, you sleep at night. I don't know. I don't see the logic there. Mm-hmm. I don't see what the attraction was. Here's another thing that I'm going to throw out there. when Because with the Patriots, I feel like there's going to be Patriot fans that are upset that we harp on it with like the in-the-locker-room things. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. When a team is this good and all they do is win and the AFC is so open, you guys would get bored. With us just sitting here going, well, how do you see the season going? Oh, yeah, they'll lose about three games. Oh, they'll make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they'll probably be the first seed. Oh, how far do you think they'll go? Oh, they'll make the Super Bowl. We don't even need to go that far. We go, Ricky, you think the Patriots are going to win games this year? Yep. All right. All right. That does it. See you next week. The thing it reminds me of Mm -hmm. is what we're seeing going on in the NBA right now with the Golden State Warriors, Mm -hmm. where... Although it's not the same kind of dynasty, they used to be the Patriots used to be a big dynasty too back in the day, winning so so many Super Bowls so close. But they have been a modern day dynasty when it comes to not just ruling a division yeah. since two thousand one, ruling a conference really. Yeah, they haven't made the Super Bowl every year, but in football it's a lot harder to make the Super Bowl every single year. Mm-hmm. The way I would say is Hockey's the hardest. Foot no. Hockey's the hardest. Baseball Correct. might be the second hardest to make the World Series year after year after year, just because of how long that damn season is. Mm-hmm. Then it's football. Then it's basketball. Well, I think that 
Just to make the thing about football is football is the only sport that really does this. It's only one and done in it's, the playoffs. Yeah, it's one and done. It's the any given mm-hmm. Sunday. Sometimes you play one on Saturday. Play. One Monday. play can turn a game. You know, where baseball is the true mm-hmm. game of average. The true it's marathon. statistics. Yeah. It's if your team is statistically better than that team, you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. When people were freaking about freaking out about your Chicago Cubs. Other people were saying, yeah, but they're losing to teams that they could maybe lose to, and mm-hmm. they're still splitting those series. Yeah. That's okay because they're beating one, the teams that they— one rain delay to help us Right? Out. They're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. So on average, they're going to be there. Yeah. That's why you look at with basketball, it's like, yes, it's a full series. Mm-hmm. This team should be better. Therefore, they win that series. But the point I was going to get to is— Football is not like that. What we're seeing right now in the NBA mm-hmm. where— Golden State just won their third trophy in four years, their second trophy in as many years. Yeah. And we're starting to see some of the things maybe unraveling where, yeah, you've got Draymond Green coming out saying, yeah, if I'm offered an extension right now, I ain't going to sign it this offseason. You have David West coming out saying like, oh, you know, there's some stuff going on behind the scenes. If you guys only knew what was going on in this locker room. Yeah, a lot of big egos out there. It is hard to maintain a dynasty. Mm-hmm. And to me, the only reason why the Patriots have been able to maintain a dynasty this long and not have anything like that come out right now or come out at all is Bill Belichick. The way Bill Belichick has run this team it has been nothing. Like, the Bill Belichick way is I don't give answers. You don't give answers. Nothing comes out of this locker room. I don't. Nothing comes out of this locker room. I We're, still say the biggest thing that the Patriots mm-hmm. have that other teams don't is they've got an amazing quarterback yep. who gets paid dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not in a signing bonus. Yeah. He gets paid in ways that does not mm-hmm. hurt the cap. But what I'm saying is they, for some reason— mm-hmm. Up until the Wickersham report, no drama. Like, yeah. Barely any drama well, from this team. Well, scandals. Sc- They've had I'm, plenty of scandals. I'm not talking about scandals. I'm talking about mm-hmm. internal drama from a t- from the team. Yeah. Until the until this year, and this could basically be if everything falls out. I know there's people on one side, people on the other. Yeah. This could be the turning point of. Dynasties don't last forever. Yeah. After a while, it starts to crack and break. And this could be the cracking and breaking of the Patriots. The only thing that's phenomenal is they could crack and break and still win a Super Bowl. Potentially. Like it wouldn't kill them. It wouldn't kill the team. Supposedly things were cracking and they Mm -hmm. got to a Super Bowl last year. Exactly. Very close to winning it. Exactly. You know, I, I think that. Tom Brady, I, I personally think a big part of it is he got roped in by this, you know, mm-hmm. snake oil salesman, uh, a guy who is a con artist, a mm-hmm. scammer. You're um, talking about the Guerrero guy? Yeah. I mean, the guy is, you know, selling nothing. He's telling you mm-hmm. drink water and you won't get sunburned. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just get more sleep, you'll be healthier. I mean, he's. Li- I, if I remember right in... I'll I'll say it that way just in case I'm wrong on this. I thought he was the one who was saying that whatever it was you can do is going to prevent you from getting concussions, mm-hmm. which is not true. 
yeah. you know, drinking water, using TB12, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And Tom Brady is fully in on this TB12 stuff, which is essentially a pyramid scheme in a way, uh, mm-hmm. very similar to that predatory kind of sales approach mm-hmm. of tricking people who they know they can trick yeah. statistically. The big thing about, you know, these pyramid schemes, these multi-level marketing stuff. I sell stuff, it to you, then you sell yeah, it to five but the, people. The big thing is that I'm not trying to sell it to the two people in this room who has a master's degree mm-hmm. is hopefully, if things go well, yeah. in a few months we'll have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 we are not the targets. That's not yeah. a humble brag, even though it kind of is a humble brag. Uh, whatever. Uh, you know, we are not the targets. Mm-hmm. The target is that stay-at-home mom who dropped out of high school, who has a lot of family and friends that she can sell it to, who also are at home and dropped out of high school yes. or dropped out of college. Those are the people that are targeting. Mm-hmm. These are the people who Tom Brady is going to be targeting the people who love him and won't ask questions. Mm-hmm. The people who are young fans. kids who don't know any better and just want to play like Tom Brady. You know, there are other NFL players that we don't need to get into mm-hmm. that have done similar things as well, who I don't like them either, but that is wrong without a doubt. And, you know, to get off my soapbox for a moment, the reason I'm bringing this up is because. These are the things that are starting to create some of these issues and some of these tensions. Mm-hmm. And whether it's true that Tom Br- Brady is this. Because it seems like Bill Belichick's a guy of all he gives a shit about mm-hmm. is winning games. Yeah. And he and I he doesn't care if you're going to still win games. But he's also a guy with an ego. He wants to be the success mm-hmm. story. He doesn't want people to talk about how amazing Tom Brady is. He wants people to talk mm-hmm. about how amazing Bill Belichick is. Yeah. And Tom Brady's starting to take some of this away, if you believe everything, mm-hmm. from Bill Belichick. So I personally don't think that Bill Belichick cares about they are being predatory to his young fans. No, mm-hmm. he cares about my power is being taken well, away from me. I may a little bit of it, but I'm going to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. What it seems like to me is it seems like a, you've got three people. Let's say I'm going to relate this to, you've got three people having a discussion and it's just two people are on the same page all the time. Mm-hmm. Robert Kraft Tom Brady. Because Robert Kraft just wants to do what's going to yeah. get him more money. Well, And plus, Robert Kraft is the yes man to Tom Brady. Where, mm-hmm. hey, well, Tom Brady. that's more money. Tom Brady, you're my best bud. We go hang out. We play you golf. You upset uh, Tom Brady, money goes down the tube. Exactly. And it's creating a triangle of two against one. In mm-hmm. my mind, that's how I'm seeing it. And that is not how things flourish. Once it becomes two on one... It becomes very standoffish. Well, because the that, power is being taken away from Belichick. And that's what I think is happening is Belichick feels like he has limited power because it's like I can't really tell Tom Brady what to do because Robert and Tom Kraft Brady's getting no. other players to do this thing. Like, Julian, like I'm Edelman's saying one of them. Yeah. Like I'm saying before is mm-hmm. it's that predatory nature of Tom Brady comes in and says, hey, young rookie. I'm amazing because I'm Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be a part of this thing over yeah. here? You know, and or I, just having like mm-hmm. a guy like Julian Edelman, who him and Tom Brady are friends. Hey, they trust yeah. each other. Why wouldn't Julian Edelman trust Tom Brady yeah. when he talks and to him about it? You even have the point where, according to to this report, that this is being used as an alternative to the team's doctors, mm-hmm. which 
for a coach, that's not okay because I'm assuming Bill Belichick is a very smart man, mm-hmm. knows this over here is bullshit. Um, parts of it, sure, eating healthy is good. Drinking mm-hmm. water is good. Not distracting yourself with your cell phone at night well, is good. It helps you sleep. The thing that it, you partly reminded me of is I saw a thing on Facebook and I looked at it went like, mm-hmm. that makes no fucking sense, was basically it's someone put on uh, – one of my Facebook friends put on their feed yeah. of like – it was a picture of a doctor, and it said, "Don't exer- like a lot of exercise is not going to do you more than getting well rested." And the analogy was, if you have a car, what's going to be better for the car? Driving it and driving it and driving it and putting wear and tear on it, or not putting wear and tear on it and making it well rested? Which I looked at it and went. That's not really the how cars hell operate. Is this crap? <laughs> a car like, just sitting there is not you, good either. You can't just sleep all the time. That's not healthy. Yeah, either. your you body not move. doing anything is bad. You have to move and like it's called that's, moderation. That's what you reminded me of. It's called moderation. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. I mean, you're moderation. To do something easier said than done. Very much easier said than done. Uh, we made cupcakes the other day, and mm-hmm. I don't want to moderate the amount you're of cupcakes gone. I eat. You're gone. Yeah, he yeah, ate them all. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, and they're gone. I, uh, you know, I'm like, I only ate three cupcakes. That was a, that was a win. Mark's like, mine? Mine? You know, the, mine? The thing about the Patriots, they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to win games. They're going to win. They're they'll a Super Bowl the, favorite. They'll probably win the AFC again this year. Go to the go to the Super Bowl and then mm-hmm. play like either the Vikings, the 49ers, the yeah. Rams, the who the Eagles, whoever you want to throw in there. Uh, I love how Vikings and 49ers are the first two teams you mentioned. <laughs> hey, but, I said Rams. Yeah. Fourth. No, I said Rams second, I thought. No, you said 49ers. You said Vikings. For, you can go back to the tape in case I'll I'm wrong. Play it. I'll but play it I, I thought you said Vikings, 49ers, Eagles, Rams. I thought I said Vikings, Rams, 49ers. But anyways, uh, <laughs> one of us is right. One of us is wrong. I that's probably okay. said Vikings, 49ers, Rams. Bears. You know, you threw them in there. <laughs> the Packers. Uh, no, you didn't throw them in there. But the thing is with the Patriots, we're honestly probably never going to know mm-hmm. the reality here because oh, I, we'll, we will know like five years after Tom Brady retires. I think we'll get a ton of different stories about a ton of mm-hmm. different things, and I think they'll contradict each other, mm-hmm. and we'll never truly know it'll until be, maybe Bill Belichick on it'll his be a 30 for decides 30. to say something. It'll be a 30 for 30. And years. what he says is, I'm just focused on tomorrow. And it doesn't matter because you won't understand him because it's a bunch of mumbling. Yeah. Any final things you think we need to talk about when it comes to the Patriots? Man, we went in a completely different direction oh, than we what did. I thought we were going to talk about. We did. As the camera them. shuts off, we went a while when it came to the Patriots. Only thing I want to add, because I have no uh-huh. idea if I said anything about it or not, is I don't care about Juliet, Julian Edelman's suspension. I don't care about <laughs> Amendola not the being there. The <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter. Tom Brady makes no names into superstars. Oh, you bring it full circle, Mark. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. In the comment section, also a little housekeeping here at the end. Number one, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast where you can help support the channel, get rewarded for doing so. Make sure you also check out the store link down below in the description where you can get everything or the t-shirt right now. I was going on to the website one. That's mostvalidpodcast.com where you can get everything for MVP each and every day. Last but not least, make sure to check out Apple 
iTunes and Apple Podcasts to make sure to give the Onside Kick a five-star rating and then type a little sum sum why people should check out the podcast. Want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube, although you're looking at our logo right now. Want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.